You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. We all know that having a new baby generally equals less sleep. But when is that lack of sleep normal? And when could we do with a little help? Joe Ryan from Baby Bliss is here to help us try and answer that question. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi. Well, thank you. So, Babies generally have their own schedule when it comes to sleep, especially when they're very small. At what point in their life is it reasonable to expect that they can follow some guidance from us? Sure. I mean, I guess that's a really big question that a lot of new parents have no idea about. And they're all different. So some sleep beautifully and some require a little more attention or they need to be with you or they like to be held. But I think generally, I try to say to people in the early days, if you can, just go with the flow a bit. It's okay to hold your baby while they're sleeping. It's okay to nurse them to sleep or feed them to sleep in the early days. Um, So don't get too hung up on that kind of, oh my God, I'm creating bad habit kind of thing, which a lot of people talk to me about. They're worried about creating bad habits. And I think um, from probably about, you know, eight to 10 weeks, you should be starting to see a little bit more sort of um, structure or a little bit more of a pattern to your baby's sleep. So you can start to have a kind of beginning to the day generally and an end to the day. And you can, your baby should be sleeping in their own bed for at least one or two of those sleeps, you know, in during the day and overnight for the majority of that, obviously between feeding and that sort of thing. So yeah, by 12 weeks, you'd want to be in a bit more kind of, um, yeah, a bit more pattern so that, you know, babies can't really learn to put themselves to sleep till after 12 weeks. That's what the experts say. So, you know, you may, you've got to, you might have to help them in the early days and that's totally okay. Because I think one thing that happens is if you're not I mean, let's face it, who knows what you're going to come into when you're, mm. you've got a new baby. And you, as you say, some can sleep beautifully and some have a, a few more challenges. But it can be confusing to know when you actually need help. Yes. Do you think that's true? Yes. I mean, you get to that point where you're sort of looking at them going, well, nobody's getting any sleep, but is this normal? Yes. And often you will see an expert like a your doctor and they'll say, oh, babies are supposed to cry or babies, are, they don't sleep, you know. So it is very confusing. And I had a woman just contact me the other day with a, like a 17-day-old baby going, I'm just not I just don't know. I'm not being able to put her down. Is that normal? You know, generally when they're tiny, you want them to be able to sleep between their feeds, you know. So anywhere between sort of two to four hourly feeds is normal. They might require a lot of settling, but once they are asleep, they should then at least sleep till they're due to be fed again. If they're consistently not being able to stay asleep, like having tiny little cat naps when they're brand new, like in those first kind of eight weeks, I think that that's probably something might be going on. Either they're hungry, so you need to look at the feeding because feeding and sleep is really closely related in those early days. Are they getting enough food? Do they have some pain? Are they, you know, do I need to burp them more? Do I need to hold them upright more? Are they up for too long? That's the other thing. Are they overtired? Because that can really affect the way they sleep. So, yeah, you know, I think if, if you've got a baby that's just not sleeping in those first eight weeks, then that's something to look at. That's not kind of normal, in inverted commas. Yeah. 
What about that old saying, never wake a sleeping baby? Because Mm. I remember when my daughter was very young and in that initial stage when she was probably just exhausted from being born and she would sleep and sleep and sleep and you think, uh, you probably should wake. I, do I need to wake you up? Do do I need to feed you? Yeah. Um, is that old wise saying? Is that actually true? Never wake a sleeping baby, or um, I think yes, to a certain extent. But babies, when they're tiny, again, they can sort of crash out during the day, and you don't want them to be sleeping all day and then be awake all night. That's just not no. going to work for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that um, if you have the kind of rule of thumb that they shouldn't go more than four hours without a feed during the day. So if your baby is having a really long nap and it's been four hours since you last fed them, then I would wake them up at that point. Older babies, yes. You know, if you're looking at sort of eight, 10, 12-month-olds, if they're getting too much sleep in the day, then it will affect the way they go to sleep at night and they might be sort of, you know, bouncing off the walls till 10 o'clock at night. (laughs) That's not great either. So at that point, I would say cap the day's sleep at a certain period so that they're not getting too much day sleep and then awake all night. Um, It can also affect the early morning waking. So if... uh, older babies are getting too much day sleep, they might wake up at 4.30 or 5 a.m. and be ready to start the day. So at that point, you can kind of try and um, reduce the day sleep a bit so they get more sleep at night. So there are um, exceptions to that rule, but I think generally, particularly overnight, unless your baby is um, failing to thrive or there's a feeding issue or you're worried or they're unwell, then do not wake your baby overnight to feed them. (laughs) (laughs) That is, I wish I'd got that advice. Too late for me, but maybe someone else can (laughs) learn from that. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Joe Ryan, sleep consultant with Baby Bliss. And we're talking about uh, when you might want to ask someone in for help. And we haven't quite got there yet. We're really talking about what to expect in the early um, weeks of a baby's life. And we were saying, uh, Joe was saying that up until about 12 weeks, you can't really expect a baby to learn any pattern. Um, Joe, if it's after 12 weeks and let's say the baby is waking through the night every hour, which yep. I have heard happen. Yep. <laughs> um, is that when people should pick up the phone and try and get yeah. extra help? Yeah, I think if you... I think if it's unsustainable for you um, and, you know, babies shouldn't wake hourly overnight. That's just not what they need. You know, they need to sleep. Um, so, yeah, so babies from three to six months should probably be sleeping, um, you know, having two feeds a night. You know, they generally tend to be able to stretch out to four hours between feeds. You know, obviously, there are exceptions to the rules, but that's general. By six months, that should be sort of one feed a night generally, you know, um, particularly if they're then starting food, solids, um, and they're a decent weight. So, yeah, a baby's waking hourly overnight when they're a bit older is not great, you know, and there are a whole lot of reasons why they do wake, you know. Uh, they have um, associations with going to sleep, so their sleep cycles, when they sort of get cemented, those associations get cemented, and so they tend to wake at every sort of transition through sleep. And if they're used to being fed back to sleep, that becomes a necessity and they feel they need that so they'll consistently wake for that. Um, if there's a dummy that's falling out, they'll, you know, they then are a addic- bit addicted to sucking to get them into the next sleep cycle and if they can't do that, they'll wake right up. If they fall asleep someone somewhere other than their bed, so in your arms, on the boob, on the bottle, in the pram, and then they're transferred to their bed and they wake up going, where am I? 
that can be a problem. So yes, I think at that point you you should get some help if you feel that you can't sort of manage it yourself. Which I think most parents can't simply because they just you can't see the forest mm. for the trees, can you? You're no. so sleep deprived. You you look at all these things and you might pick the wrong detail or the the be misguided in sure. a way. Sure. And the thought of sitting there in the middle of the night patting your baby for 2 hours when you can, which is what it might take to sort of break a, a sleep association where you could just whack them on the boob for, you know, yes. 10 minutes yes. and everyone's back to sleep. But then you're awake again in an hour. See, so I always sort of, when I'm talking this through with people, I sort of say it's short-term pain for long-term gain. Yes. If you consistently continue, if you continue to do what you've been doing, which is feed, feed them back to sleep when they don't need it or replace that dummy or whatever, pick them up and rock them back to sleep, it'll continue. Yeah, and I am totally here to say that happened yeah. with me. <laughs> And I can't tell you the amount of 12-month and older kids that I see who are waking too hourly overnight, being fed too hourly, or, you know, I'm doing a baby at the moment who's waking, you know, was waking, you know, any way between an hour to an hour and a half overnight, you know, and mum was just breastfeeding him, because, and he's 12 months, because she was like, I don't know what else to do, and he'd bellow, you know, when you didn't get it. Yeah. And that's just not fun for anyone in the middle of the night. No, <laughs> certainly not. Um, so, okay, let's say people realise they need that support. Mm-hmm. What? Where can they go? I mean, there's your sure. there's Baby Bliss. Sure, but- there's a whole range of services. So there's private consultants like me and um, what we offer. There's um, government-based services like Tresillion, Caratani, there's, you know, your maternal and child health nurse who could often provide you with some good information. There's online forums and there's online information. It's all out there. But, you know, be very careful with online stuff because it's right. kind of a um, bit of a minefield. If you have a friend that's done it and done it in a way that you want, you know, that that fits in with your parenting kind of um, philosophy, then maybe chat with them. You know, there's a whole range of uh, resources available. Um, A lot of people just need, they kind of know what they need to do, but they just need someone to kind of tell them. Oh, yeah. You know, (laughs) so we do, as well as phone, uh, as well as home visits where we come in and kind of do it for you, we also do, I also do phone consultations. So often just a quick half an hour chat to sort of talk you through the things is enough for people to go, yep, You've given me a plan. I know. I now know what to do, and also to have the expect to know what to expect. Yeah, you know, because when you start something, if you think, okay, it's two a.m., I'm not going to feed my baby because I fed him at you know ten, and he doesn't need to be fed. Um, how long is that going to take me? So, you, if you're still doing it an hour later, you're going, oh my god, this this is just the worst thing in the world. But if some, if I can tell you that it's going to take you two hours initially, then you're like, okay, I know that I'm here for the long oh, haul. It makes such a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you when I was raised, <laughs> when I had babies? Joe, thank you so much That's for your time. Okay. That's Joe Ryan. She's a sleep consultant with Baby Bliss and we'll put links up to her website on ours later this afternoon. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.